When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is week 16, uh, Sunday, that is, uh, in the NFL slate. So we're going to get right down to it because uh, we still have a couple of games to go. It's championship week. You know, from a regular fantasy perspective, in championship matchups, this is a relatively straightforward uh, (laughs) response. It's probably over for many of you. Uh, because if you made it to the championship, more than likely you would have come up against teams that had either a combination of Mike Evans, Tom Brady, or Alvin Kamara, who put up not one, not two, not three, but six rushing touchdowns on Friday. So if you have any of those players, you should be uh, sitting relatively pretty. Now, there could be a situation where you guys are uh, splitting uh, WMDs and uh, uh, it's a tight matchup. But for the uh, some of us who were either scoring off against some of those players or had some of those players, those matchups are pretty much 90%, 93% probability of winning. It's really hard unless people get hurt for regular uh, season-long fantasy matchups uh, to matter at this point today because you're just not making up the points that some of these guys scored. I mean, Brady got pulled at halftime, had over 30 points uh, passing. Mike Evans had over 30, uh, 33 points in most formats. I mean, it's just really hard to make up those points. And then Kamara with the 50-burger, uh, you know, again, for season-long fantasy, yeah, it's tough to come into the final and just run into a buzzsaw, but sometimes that happens. I mean, there's just no way of getting around it. So uh, let's uh, talk about some of these games uh, quickly, and I'll go over my DFS uh, uh, picks uh, in those matchups as well. So first up, we got the Bears and the Jaguars. The Bears, uh, eight-point favorites, seven and a half, depending on certain uh, books. The Bears got a huge boost yesterday with the Cardinals uh, just dropping a uh, dropping a game to the 49ers in a very lackluster performance. The Bears now control their own destiny. They just need to win out uh, starting today against the Jags, who got the boost from the Jets last week, beating uh, the Rams. So the Jags just need to lose out the rest of the way. And they've got Trevor Lawrence, which was their game plan this entire year because they built their entire roster to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, You know, 
as much as that sucks, uh, it is what it is. Like that's how the Jags built out their roster, and they're about to be rewarded with Trevor Lawrence, barring some kind of miracle here. Uh, you know, it's an under forty six and a half. Uh, it's a forty six and a half uh, over under total. Uh, you know, the Bears. I mean, this is like a ninety percent chance of victory here for the Bears. Like, I- I'm not even gonna pretend. Uh, that the Jacks realistically have a chance. I mean, it's going to take a lot for the Bears to uh, blow this one, even with Mitch Trubisky at QB. Uh, David Montgomery has basically torched me the entire month. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to play David Montgomery today. Uh, it As much as I would like to fade him, uh, trying to do 100% fade on David Montgomery like I have this entire month, has been very detrimental to my financial well-being uh, from DFS perspective because David Montgomery is not very good. But, you know, this matchup is just too good with uh, one of the uh, bottom three rush defense uh, in a matchup that's not going to feature a lot of scoring but uh, because the Jags just don't put up points. That, uh, you know, they got Mike Glennon back at QB. They benched. Uh, Gardner Minshew because they still can't get that passing attack going. Uh, I just don't see anything from the Jacks. So from a fantasy perspective, I want no exposure to this game other than some Bears players. So I'll take David Montgomery. I'll I'll do a few pieces of you know maybe playing Mitch Trubisky and uh, Darnell Mooney uh, as a stack uh, to uh, uh, as a contrarian play to play Montgomery. And DFS, uh, because he's going to be so popular on DraftKings and FanDuel that, you know, you're going to have to differentiate in some of your lineups just because there is a chance that David Montgomery doesn't get there. Uh, and he's priced up at uh, on both sides. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's just kind of where I, I see things uh, at, at the moment. There, there's not... There's not a whole lot uh, to try to get cute with here. It's just you know, um, make 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 your call and, and, and kind of go with it. So uh, only three game uh, three players I would have exposure to in this game for daily fantasy wise. Uh, betting wise, I mean, yeah, you could take the Bears. Uh, uh, it's not a great spread uh, to be honest. Uh, but the Jags have just been so putrid that it's like, it is what it is. Steelers and Colts. Uh, Colts, uh, slight underdogs uh, at Heinz Field. But the Steelers are only one and a half point favorites. Uh, a lot of people are split on this game. You know, I've been down on the Colts this entire year because I think Phillip Rivers is the second best QB on this team. But... Ben Roethlisberger is probably done. Uh, he can't make some of those outside throws anymore with the elbow. And I thought maybe at that first game of the year with Jets, he would shake it off for us. But it's just been kind of proven that the Steelers changed their offense to this short passing attack because Ben has difficulty cutting through the wind that you have to do in late months when the weather gets colder and it's and you have more atmosphere to kind of push the ball through. Like, this is one of those things that everyone always uh, uh, underrated about Eli Manning. Like, he never lost velocity on his ball, unlike Peyton. Uh, but you're seeing it in Ben. You definitely saw it for years with Rivers. And 
even Brady does not throw great deep balls uh, in inclement weather. Like uh, today, we don't have bad weather in Heinz Field. It's just going to be cold. So basically, this is just down to Ben. Can he get the ball out to Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool? Because Juju's going to do his thing. Like Juju is a number two wide receiver. He's not a number one. He's a number two. Like everyone making a big deal about Juju dancing on uh, the center of the field. He shouldn't be dancing because he's not a number one wide receiver. But you know, uh, but everyone's saying how it's so much of a distraction. This, that, and the other nonsense. Like it's nothing. It's like if you're winning games, fine. If you're losing games, don't be doing the TikTok stuff. It's that simple, but it is what it is. The Colts, uh, you can play Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, it's season long. I just don't like the pricing on DraftKings against a good Steelers run defense. Uh, I know Deontay Johnson's getting talked up. Uh, I'm still not there yet uh, with uh, Deontay. So that that one's a a little bit uh, of a struggle for me to get there. but. Definitely, uh, it's an interesting play if you want to stack that game somehow. I just, I'm just not there, so I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, and it's a, it's a low total too. It's only 43 uh, point total. It, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And to me, these two teams are so evenly matched. It's a pass. It really is a pass for me. Uh, I get why some folks are betting the Colts on the spread because the Steelers are in a bit of a free fall, losing their last three matchups, I would just pass on this one. If you had to take a pick, yeah, you could do a dark throw on the Colts, but I would just take a pass. Giants, Ravens, Danny Dimes is back, or as I prefer to call him, Danny Fumbles. Daniel Jones is back for the Giants just in time to get smoked by the Ravens who need to win this game. Uh, the Ravens uh, did not get a, a bounce in their favor thanks to John Gruden's peculiar play calling because the the Raiders should have beaten the Dolphins last night. Uh, the Dolphins now control their own destiny. Uh, well, they still control their own destiny. The Ravens have to win out, and they need uh, Miami to lose. The, the Ravens are in big trouble. They need a a win here and uh, just get ready for next week because it, it it's just, it's, it's down to the wire for the Ravens. Uh, so the Ravens are going to smash the giants here. They're not going to mess around. It's a 10 point total. Uh, the giants defense should keep it close. So I, I don't necessarily hate uh, picking the giants plus 10. If you get them at 10 and a half, even better. Uh, so spread wise, I know everyone's, uh, uh, a lot of people are p- just piling on, um, the Ravens to just to smoke the giants by two touchdowns. The, the thing of it is, is that for that to happen, you need Daniel Jones to turn the ball over fumble, a defensive touchdown for the Ravens, which can absolutely happen. So I will be playing some exposure to Ravens defense, even though they're priced all the way up. Uh, on both DraftKings and FanDuel, uh, it, it's almost as though they knew Daniel Jones was coming back for this game. Uh, the way this got priced, if it was uh, if it was Colt McCoy playing, uh, there was n- I I can't see uh, I can't see anyone uh, 
going the route of uh, having uh, uh, ha- having a, a Ravens defense because the Giants would play a lot more conservatively. Uh, but uh, Daniel Jones's uh, propensity to turn the ball over actually makes the Ravens a play today even as high as they are priced. Uh, so it, it is what it is. Uh, but Ravens, uh, you can take the money line on Ravens. They are not dropping this game to the Giants. Uh, but I think the Giants' defense keeps it close enough that you know somehow some uh, people will spin this as a moral victory for the Giants that they didn't get blown out by two touchdowns. But they are losing this game. Next up, Chiefs Falcons. Chiefs can wrap up a home field advantage. Uh, you know, Atlanta is Atlanta. I mean, fifty-two and a half total, highest total on the uh, entire slate. There will be lots of exposure to Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Le'Veon Bell in this game because uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is injured for the Chiefs, so uh, Bell is going to be the the lead back, so uh, folks are going to flock to him. The pricing-wise, it's Le'Veon Bell for under uh, six, uh, 6K on DraftKings. Uh, you got a favorable pricing on FanDuel as well. Uh, you know... I just kind of look at it and say, you know, 6,400 on FanDuel, 5,800 DraftKings. I feel you have to play Le'Veon Bell at at least cash games. At least cash games. Maybe not for tournament purposes because you you just don't know how much run uh, Andy Reid's going to give Le'Veon Bell knowing that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out. Uh, hopefully he comes back for the postseason, but that's not a lock. So now you actually have to get a little bit more careful with how much you're pounding the ball because they're going to need to be able to run the ball in the postseason. So you might see more Darrell Williams, uh, uh, Darwin Thompson uh, playing today. So because this this is so lopsided in favor of the Chiefs, I'm not necessarily in love with the Le'Veon Bell play, even though price tag-wise, I'm going to have some exposure to him. I'm just not going to do dedicate a ton of exposure because uh, I think the Chiefs can find multiple ways of winning this game. Uh, Tyree Kills got a sore hamstring. So, again, for those of you who made it all the way to the finals and now have a question with uh, uh, Tyree Kill, you can't make up that production. So if he may end up being a decoy in this game, and you're just going to have to start him. It, 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 really, it really could be that uh, that bad. So, you know. Sometimes you you just get a bad hand dealt, but no Julio Jones for the Falcons, so it's Calvin Ridley, and you can play Russell Gage. That's about it for the Falcons side. Uh, Let's move on. We got Browns traveling to the Jets. Browns, basically their entire wide receiver core did not pass COVID protocols. No Jarvis Landry, no Rashard Higgins, no uh, people's show. Like, the Browns have no receivers. The Browns situation basically is uh baker mayfield all of his tight ends and nick chubb and kareem hunt kareem hunt and nick chubb are must plays like i think in most i don't want to say lock button on either or but this is about as close to a lock button situation because the volume has to go there the browns are going to be running two and three tight end sets pretty much the entire game because they don't have enough wide receivers to throw the ball to 
they're just bringing up random dudes from the practice squad because they they got ruled out right before the flight yesterday. They had to delay the flight yesterday. They got in late last night. I just think that this is one of those spots. The line has dropped. Uh, so now that the Browns are only six and a half point favorites, they were uh, certainly higher than that. Uh, if your picks pools uh, had this, like uh, still had uh, this as the 10, uh, eight and a half to 10 point uh, margins, uh, depending on uh, when they locked, you have to take the Jets here from a spread perspective. But uh, the Browns are winning this game because the Jets cannot afford to win another game this year. So they are going to pound the rock with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I just think that the vast majority of your lineup has to have either a combination of Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt in it because they're going to get so much volume and touches that it makes little to no sense. Uh, I can understand from a pricing standpoint why you might want to place uh, um, do a different play than Nick Chubb, but if you're not playing Nick Chubb, you have to play Kareem Hunt. Like the pricing and uh, relative to the amount of touches, they are going to see the ball more than just about any other running back on the slate outside of David uh, uh, David Montgomery uh, for the Bears. It's just that simple. Next up. Oh yeah, Jets players. Uh none of the above. <laughs> like just none. Uh, like I don't care. I I don't care what projection systems are saying play Jameson Crowder or Darnell Mims. The Jets are going to pound the rock and try to salt away another loss because they've already squandered uh a golden opportunity to land Trevor Lawrence. So I I I just look at this. This is a clear pound the rock situation for the Jets. Uh the Bra- uh, this should be a relatively quick game. This might be the uh, game that ends the earliest out of all of them because there are going to be so many rushing attempts in this game. It's going to be just a running clock situation. Next up, Texans Bengals. Uh, no Tyler Boyd for the Bengals uh, uh, due to c- uh, concussion suffered Monday night, so it's going to be T Higgins and AJ Green uh, being the recipient of Brandon Allen, who's who takes back over the starting role over Ryan Finley, even though Finley won on Monday night against the Steelers. Don't really understand what the Bengals are doing, but I mean, these teams are going nowhere anyway. Um, Giovanni Bernard's in play as well. So, you know, they are all cheap enough. AJ Green's only 3,400. T Higgins is 4,700. Gio Bernard's 4,800. You know, and their, uh, uh, their fan duel prices, are not that bad either. Uh, T. Higgins was fifty eight hundred. Uh, A. J. Green um, was fifty five hundred. So not as appealing on Fanduel versus DraftKings. Um, and Gio Bernard was six k on Fanduel as opposed to forty eight hundred on DraftKings. Not bad pricing from a running back perspective. But uh, there are other plays you go with on Fanduel. But I just I'm just looking at it from a, a touches perspective. Those three guys are going to get the lion's share of the work. So I think, again, similar situation to the Browns. You should have one of these three players in your lineups for DFS purposes. Season long, obviously, you're not playing these guys. Uh, Maybe you have to play Higgins uh, uh, because of uh, injuries. But, uh, you know, or Jarvis Landry getting uh, COVID suspension in championship week. uh, Because that's all I've seen that also happen to uh, 
various fantasy owners complaining about that. But, you know, I, I just look at this on the Bengals side, uh, play those three and call uh, one of those three and call it a day. On the Texan side, you know, you could you could always play Deshaun Watson. I'm I'm never gonna tell someone not to play Deshaun Watson. Uh, the pricing isn't too bad uh, on either side to play Watson, and uh, the pricing on Brandon Cooks. Uh, he's getting to the lion's share of the volume. He's held up physically uh, from last week. You know, lather, rinse, repeat. Like sixty two hundred on DraftKings, seven seven uh, k on Fanduel. The Bengals' defense is bad. Uh, he's gonna get he's gonna get work. So just take advantage of it and, and go from there. So that wraps up the early slate uh, in the late window because we have uh, uh, we, uh, we we did uh, they did stagger out uh, the early and late game. So we actually have uh, a couple of games in the late window. You got uh, Washington hosting Carolina. Two bad teams going nowhere. Uh, I mean, no Christian McCaffrey again. No surprise. Uh, you know, not much to write home about. Uh, Washington's defense is actually pretty good. Uh, I was an- initially looking at uh, trying to do a stack with Teddy Bridgewater, with Robbie Anderson, and uh, uh, DJ Moore, uh, and just uh, fade uh, playing uh, Mike Davis because Washington's defensive line is good enough to just shut down uh, Carolina's running game entirely. They, I, I think Mike Davis is a no-play uh, at at all this week. He's a complete fade. Uh, you can X him out of the pool, in my opinion. Uh, because, uh, the, 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 I mean, Ooh, it's, it's, it's painful, painful watching Washington take advantage of tanking over the giants and landing the best player in the draft chase young last year when the giants just needed to lose to Washington to get chase young. That's all the giants needed to do. Of course, the giants win the game that Washington played as easy of a defense for Daniel Jones to pick apart. And the rest is history. Like we, we end up with Andrew Thomas who isn't bad, but man, Chase Young is so much better than everyone else in that draft class. Outside of Herbert, uh, like, you know, if teams were draft redrafting that, uh, they, they take Herbert one, uh, maybe Bur- Burrow too, maybe maybe Burrow, but uh, Chase Young, I I think most GMs would recognize that. Yeah, I I I should be having Chase Young top of the board in most. Uh, but you know, with this being such a QB driven league, uh, you know, Chase Young probably doesn't get to the top billing. But in most GMs, when they have a QB, yeah, they're taking Chase Young over any of those guys. So anyway, uh, there's not much else to write home about this g- uh, game. Uh, 41 and a half total. Uh, Alex Smith should be back uh, for Washington. You know, the nonsense with Dwayne Haskins having a, having strippers over and violating COVID protocols. Uh, you know, he's active, uh, uh, but uh, it looks as though uh, Alex uh, Smith is back uh, for DFS purposes or season long because uh, we we also have a potential situation uh, with uh, uh, the Chargers and uh, uh, the Chargers and uh, uh, wow I'm I'm blanking on his name uh, Henry uh, their tight end uh, Hunter Henry uh, not 
possibly passing COVID protocols. He's been on the list. No one knows if Henry's going to be able to go for the Chargers. Uh, we'll get to that game shortly. But, uh, you know, with Henry not being able to go, uh, you may have to default to Logan Thomas because I've seen him on way too many waiver wires on in different leagues that he's still not uh, owned in leagues in championship week. Uh, like, I don't know what happened with some of you fantasy managers this year. It's like there were guys to be had uh, this year, and Logan Thomas is one of them. But, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's an interesting case. Uh, it's an interesting case uh, because, uh, you know, maybe this game shoots out. I There's almost zero chance of that happening. Like, I, I don't see a scenario – Terry McLaurin is injured for uh, Washington, so he's probably not suiting up. So you're looking at a Cam Sims, Logan Thomas, uh, like a Cam Sims at wide receiver, Logan Thomas at tight end stack with Alex Smith. I just, it just, uh, it just doesn't look good. Um, maybe Antonio Gibson doesn't play, which would affect season long fantasy owners. Um, Cause I also have exposure to Gibson in uh, some of my fantasy finals. Uh, so you might want to roll with JD McKissick and DFS, not for season long, uh, but for uh, DFS purposes, uh, McKissick might be a solid option, but just not a lot to work with here. So uh, let's move on. Uh, spend too much time talking about that game. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Broncos chargers. Yeah. Well, let's go pretty quickly through this one. Uh, Hunter Henry might not be cleared from the COVID list. So uh, you have uh, Darnell Parham. Uh, who's uh would be the uh new uh starting tight end for the Chargers? He gets uh work in the offense anyway, so Parham does have a rapport with uh Justin Herbert. Uh, you can play Justin Herbert today. Uh, Broncos defense is bad; they're missing a bunch of players on defense as well. You know, more guys going on IR. You know, Keenan Allen's hamstring is an issue, though. So I would say this could be a you can do a cheap stack uh, because uh, Herbert does throw to Austin Eckler quite a bit. So you could do a stack with Austin Eckler, Herbert, and Parham and run it back with a Broncos player like KJ Hamler, uh, who's really cheap, really fast, can get behind a secondary like the Chargers that has been beaten deep this year, uh, as we've seen. Uh, he's got a lot of speed. Uh, you know, you can play some. Like, if you're mass multi-entering and you're playing more than 30 lineups, you could play some Jerry Judy as well or Tim Patrick. The Broncos, they struggle throwing intermediate routes. So, like, Drew Locke has some deficiencies in the short passing game that he's got to work on next year. But he can't throw a deep ball given uh, if he sees a step. And that's the thing. With these young quarterbacks, they don't throw guys open. They need guys to beat their man straight up. And the Broncos have struggled with that, but the Chargers are not uh, particularly good in the secondary. And it's also one of the reasons why I also like the Bengals because the Texans have the worst secondary in the league. So with these uh, kinds of matchups, yeah, you can sprinkle in these cheap wide receivers on these bad teams because they have optimal matchups and then load up on uh, expensive running backs like Chubb and Montgomery. So that's another way you can play your DFS lineups uh, this week. But from a pick perspective, uh, the Chargers minus three. Uh, I mean, do you have any confidence in either of these bad teams? No. 
But yeah, I'd probably take the Chargers uh, with the spread. But again, it's not a matchup you're looking to actively bet on unless you're in a picks pool. And in that case, uh, you take the Chargers. Uh, moving on, we got the the Seahawks and Rams. This one's interesting because it's divisional opponents. For whatever reason, Sean McVay and the Rams just have the, the Seahawks number. So I am not playing the Seahawks today. So this could easily burn me if DK Metcalf somehow uh, figures out a way to beat Jalen Ramsey deep and Russ hooks up with him. Because no one's really talking about uh, playing Russ or DK Metcalf this week. And this would be the classic explosion game that no one sees coming and it just happens. You know, could it happen? Yes. Will it happen? Highly unlikely. The the Rams just have been able to feast on the Seahawks offensive line. Aaron Donald will be in Russell Wilson's grill pretty much the entire game. Uh, The Seahawks, you know, I I just look at it uh, from the perspective of, you know, this is, uh, uh, I, I just look, the Seahawks can wrap up the division with a win. If the Rams win, the Rams win the division. Th- this game is so evenly uh, matched up that realistically, from a betting perspective, people actually think the Rams are going to win this game. I And I can't necessarily knock them for that. It, the, the Rams just have the Seahawks number. Like, from the line perspective, the Rams' offensive line matches well with the uh, uh, Seattle's uh, defense and their lack of pass rush. The Rams' D-line wrecks Seattle's offensive line that Russ is always r- scrambling for his life against this team. And the Rams' uh, cornerbacks are good enough to cause a lot of trouble for the Seahawks' wide receivers. So even when Russ is scrambling around, yeah, it, it's going to take drawing lots of penalties against the Rams uh, to get it going. and for DFS purposes, uh, defensive penalties don't do anything for you. So I'm staying off this game pretty much. Uh, You can play Cooper Cup if you want, or Robert Woods. Uh, You know, uh, Daryl Henderson is going to be splitting time with Malcolm Brown in the backfield because Cam Akers is out. So, you know, if you got Henderson or Malcolm Brown on waivers and you need a running back, uh, uh, to replace Acres, obviously you go with those two, but man, I I just don't like this game for fantasy purposes. It, it just doesn't doesn't really excite me. So uh, that that's where I kind of go. It's like I I think the Rams uh, t- uh, could win this one. So as a dog, yeah, I'll I'll, t- I'll take them as a dog uh, plus one. Uh, but you know, realistically, uh, that that's a coin flip matchup. And finally. We got Eagles Cowboys. So, DFS purposes, Jalen Hurts very much in play here. Uh, you know, people in season long leagues that have pivoted to Jalen Hurts, I I completely get it. I I, I get it. The matchups made sense. Uh, you know, last week against the Cardinals, who play up tempo, it played right into Jalen Hurts' strengths of being able to run around and just keep throwing passes and keep chucking, and that's what Hurts did. He kept chucking against a bad secondary and got there. Against Dallas, Dallas, you know, their linebacking core has been 
just very lackadaisical with their assignments. I could easily see Jalen Hurts smashing uh, today, and it would not shock me if Jalen Hurts ended up in the optimal lineup of uh, Billy Maker contest today because it it's it, like it did last week. It, it it's just the matchups are making sense that Hurts is going to do well. The only way he doesn't get there is if the Cowboys basically play a very contained defense if they uh, because usually you need to have four or five games of film to really understand what a, a team's doing uh and and try to shut them down. Cowboys don't have that luxury. Cowboys have been lackadaisical uh for vast majority of the season. I just don't see the Cowboys zeroing in and focusing on shutting down the Eagles. Now, the Cowboys can. The Cowboys can still win the division. They need to win out. So, a lot of attention is being paid to this. I just don't think the Cowboys can execute well enough on defense to actually win this game. I think it's going to come down to the Cowboys' offense. And no one's really talking about uh, Andy Dalton stacks with the Cowboys. But if you you can do a cheap stack with Dalton, uh, Gallup, uh, Amari, or uh, uh, or CD lamb. And it's not going to cost you a lot. Eagle secondary is not good. This game has the potential to put up points. It, it, the line's been creeping up. It's a 50 total. Now this game has the potential of shooting out because both these defenses are bad. Both these defenses, uh, can give up a huge, uh, play. And that's all it takes for a game, uh, to, uh, shoot past the, uh, the total. So, you know, we don't know if Ezekiel Elliott's going to play or if it's going to be the Tony Pollard show again. Like, this is an interesting game where you could just have a lineup just built around stacking this particular game and then pick pieces out of the other games and hope this game shoots out. You can game stack this one, and it's going to be relatively uh, low-owned because everyone's going to be on the Chiefs game, uh, pretty much, uh, in terms of... uh, uh, of uh, numbers so you know it is it, it, it's a lesser slate because of all the games that have already taken place but there are opportunities to be had here so you know th- that's just something to bear in mind all right so uh the the sunday night game features titans packers you know obviously this is outside of the main dfs slate but the one thing i'll say Green Bay, I've seen have difficulty shutting down running attacks. Seeing the Titans as a dog, uh, you know, yeah, it's at Lambeau. The the, the Packers are three point favorites. Uh, they gave no more the 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 uh, the oddsmakers gave no more odds to the Packers uh, than you would for a standard uh, team at home. I think three is being kind. I think it should have been less than three. I will hammer Titans plus three quite a bit uh, from a betting perspective. I think Derrick Henry has the potential because he's looking to get 2,000 yards and be the rushing leader as well. Derrick Henry has the chance to run for 200 yards against this Packers run defense. The Packers run defense is bad. This is the same defense that got dominated so badly in the NFC title game last year that, you know, you had you had this literally said 
We've seen it over and over and over. This is uh, this is taking away the manhood right here in the Green Bay Packers. Troy Aikman literally saying that on national television that the Packers had their manhood taken. This Packers defense is not that different than what the uh, 49ers went up against and smashed uh, twice last year. I think with a Titans team that knows that they need to still uh, put some more wins in there because the AFC is not settled yet. Uh, the AFC, your seating is very much dependent on getting to 11 or 12 wins. Titans need to, need to win this game, and they're going to feed Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry was on this main slate, I would be pounding Derrick Henry uh, quite a bit with the lineups and have at least 60 to 65% exposure to Henry because I know he's going to get the volume against the Packers. So to me, I, I just look at this as uh, my, this is one of my favorite bets and probably my fa- overall favorite bet of the week is uh, Titans plus three. I, I really love Titans here. I know the experts still think the Packers are winning this game uh, from a betting perspective with the way the money's been flowing. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I know the Titans defense is bad. So yeah, you're going to see good numbers from Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. But I just think that the Titans are going to be able to control that line of scrimmage and just pound the ball and eventually wear out the Packers. I I, I definitely think Titans win this game. Uh, I, I'm... I don't have doubt about that. I really think the Titans win this game. I think they follow the same game script as the 49ers. It's just that the Titans defense cannot uh, cannot stop the, the, the Packers uh, passing attack. But with it uh, potentially snowing in Lambeau, uh, you know, snow games do play out a little bit differently. But I think snow games usually favor the running attack over the passing attack. So uh, I'll go with the Titans there. And then for the Monday night game, you know, Bills, Patriots, the, the end of an era with the Pats uh, winning the AFC East. Here's the thing. Jared Stidham is not good. It tells you something that the Pats are eliminated from playoff competition and New England is still playing Cam Newton at QB. Stidham is, is not the guy. As much as the Pats fans are complaining about Cam Newton's play, and, you know, Cam hasn't been good. Uh, let's be honest. A- after the COVID test, uh, a positive test. Cam has not been the same guy. You know, you can make whatever connections you want with that. As some people are saying it that it has nothing to do with it. I think it does, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but the thing of it, uh, thing with this matchup is the Bills obviously have won the division, but from a seeding perspective, they do need to win this game too. So I think the Bills do enough to win this game and try to rest starters at the same time. So I think this could be a situation where the Bills get up two scores, head into the fourth corner, and start pulling starters. And New England could find a way to cover uh, uh, the seven and a half spread. Bills should win this game. Low uh, totals only forty six. I don't see the Bills going doing anything crazy. Uh, so you could actually see more rushing from the Bills with uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss uh than usual of uh, uh what we've come to expect from the bills but uh yeah i actually think the pats might actually do a backdoor cover in this game not that i like the pats at all it's just that i think it might be a backdoor cover situation so uh that's gonna do it uh for the show uh but uh 
yeah, I, I think it, it, this is a very interesting slate where, you know, you can have you can have a, a couple of different opportunities to win a big tournament if you get the right mix of players right, as I talked about. You know, because I think you're going to need to have uh, some exposure to Chubb or Hunt just because the volume's there. I think David Montgomery, even though I don't like him very much for an actual uh, player perspective of how good he actually is, I think the volume is there for the Bears uh, because they should be getting up uh, quite a bit uh, from a scoring perspective that Montgomery will get enough touches to uh, at least put up points. He may not be able to hit the 2 or 3x volume that uh, people would be looking for for the price tag, but I think he has a very high floor because of his competition. And then, you know, cheap wide receivers. Uh, you know, there are a number of games I highlighted where you can get different with some cheap wide receivers in some games that people aren't going to be paying attention to that uh, could be the uh, difference of winning and losing. Uh, uh, well, winning and, you know, maybe doing okay, but not great in a tournament uh, setting. So. You know, uh, that's all I got uh, for today. But uh, uh, good luck, everyone, with your fantasy finals. If you're still in the mix and did not go up against one of the juggernauts that have already played uh, this week because we had some monster scores. Uh, I mean, even Miles Gaskin put up a 30, uh, a 30 spot out of nothing against the Raiders. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just uh, some big, uh, big scores in championship week. Uh, that uh, will certainly make or break a, a certain uh, championship dream. So uh, that's all for now. Uh, have a good day, everyone. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.